welcome back to another episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Brooklyn View Photography, and I'm so excited to have you guys here. Tea with Janae is where we talk about all things related to wedding photography and working inside the wedding industry, one cup of tea at a time. I want to start off by saying thank you so much for being here. This year has been incredible, and I can't believe we're already 11 episodes in to Tea with Janae. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support, your kind words, your DMs, your texts, your emails about how much this podcast means to you and how much you've learned. That to me means everything and makes me so happy. So I'm really excited for 2019 and what we've got in the queue coming up. Already have a bunch of people on the line um, just to help you guys and help you learn more and be the best wedding photographers and vendors that you can be. So thank you so much, and I can't believe it's the new year. So today's episode, I'm really excited because we're chatting with one of my really good friends, Michelle Edgemont of Michelle Edgemont Design. We've been friends, I think we've tried to figure it out, maybe six plus years. We've worked on several styled shoots, we did a book together, we've had a wedding and events, and she is just so much fun to work with. Today we're talking about the difference between a wedding designer versus a wedding planner. And I'm not sure if you guys even knew that there was a difference. So what we're going to talk about is how to best work with them during a wedding day and how to maximize their skills for you. Michelle Edgemont produces social and corporate events for clients looking for the unconventional details and a fun atmosphere. Her work is custom design, decor, event design, and she's her work has graced the pages of the New York Times, Martha Stewart Weddings, and The Knot. And again, we have a book together, Weddings in Color, that you guys can pick up on Amazon that she styled, and it's really, really beautiful. So if you like today's episode, and I hope you do, I would love, love, love for you to leave us a comment on whichever platform you're listening on. This will help new new listeners find us, and we'd really appreciate your kind words. If you love the podcast, and I hope you do, when you guys sign up for listener support, you are basically buying me a new cup of tea each month and help keep the podcast going, and I can't thank you enough. Be sure to visit us at www.teawithjanae.com to read our latest blog posts, join our newsletter, and our super fun Facebook group. If you guys have a topic or someone we should share a cup of tea with, please feel free to email me at info at brooklynview.com. I hope you enjoyed the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited to have you here. I have Michelle with me. Say hi. Hi, everyone. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I know. So Michelle and I have been friends for a really long time. We just were talking. It's about seven, eight years already. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We met at a bar in Brooklyn through a friend, and we've been friends ever since. We've worked together a bunch um, we've done weddings, we've done styled shoots, and I think our biggest task was really the book, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, we did a book yeah. together. 
um, in 20, I think 15, it came out. It was called Weddings in Color. And uh, yeah, I'm really proud of that thing. I can't believe it. I can't believe we shot a book. It was so cool. Yeah, that was a lot of work. Yes, it was a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) It was like you were pregnant and then I was pregnant afterwards. I was like, oh, this is like having another baby. (laughs) Yeah, felt like that. (laughs) Totally. So uh, why don't you take, uh, introduce yourself and let everybody know a little bit about you, your company, how you began your business, uh, and sort of like maybe like a brief overview of how, what your first year was like. Um, sure. So I own a company called Michelle Edgemont Design, and we're based in Brooklyn, New York. And I design events and do floral design for corporate and social events here in the city the majority of my clients really love like personal details and really kind of out of the box unconventional type of event design they definitely don't want their events looking like everybody else's Um, so that is something that we specialize in and before I started my company I worked in fashion design I was a textile designer And then I did all of the decorations and the design for my own wedding because it was really budget. And then I did a lot of the decorations for my sister's wedding just because I, I enjoyed it and I wanted to help her out for something. And I found that working on weddings was a lot better use of my creative energy than sitting at a desk in a fashion office. Mm -hmm. Um, So then I just launched my company. I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) I just made a website that said I was an event designer and a floral designer. And then I just figured it out later. (laughs) Oh, I should mention a fun fact is that your wedding anniversary is actually my birthday. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. So we always have that in common. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, it's Michelle's anniversary too. Yeah. (laughs) So what was your first year like? Like, how did you get business? How did people find you? Um, Well, I actually worked at my corporate job for a year and a half while having the company at the same time um, because I wanted to get enough clients first before I quit my corporate job. Yeah. Uh, So I, how did I get clients well, I think we did some shoots together, uh, right? Maybe. Yeah, like definitely in the beginning we did we did a lot of shoots together because I didn't have any work. So definitely had to do some shoots to fill out the website. Yeah. Um and Did you, you advertise know, started, Um Not in the beginning. No, I don't think I did any advertising in the beginning I might have been on some cheap ones like wedding chicks Mm -hmm. maybe in like a hundred layer cake okay I did I did a really big bridal show called the cream that used to be around oh yeah I remember that the girls who ran bash please out of California would made this bridal show I mean I want to it's like you know a wedding show yeah um called The Cream, and they came to New York. So I did a booth there, and I think that 
was one of the reasons that my name got out pretty quickly um, because they had like a huge social media reach and they just like knew a lot of people and a lot of people who started around the same time as me had booths there too I remember Firefly events had one Poppies and Posies uh, Rye Workshop had one um, so that show was probably one of the reasons why I got a lot of you know I started getting clients in the beginning yeah that's awesome yeah I remember that show that's where I think you and I were friends and then I met Vinay there from Brooklyn Bride and that was like a cool show oh yeah show. she had a table there yeah. yeah yeah that was a cool show they should still do that they, they stopped that it was like I a feel more like it probably like doesn't make money yeah yeah like if you're running it it's a lot of work to do those things so, oh yeah and I don't it... think the payoff is high <laughs> For the producers of the event. Yeah, because you have to charge for tickets and then people don't want to pay. But it was good for you. You got exposure. <laughs> yeah, it was It was probably the only wedding show that I would ever do. Because it was, they really did a good job, like, marketing. It was, like, a cool wedding show. Yeah, and it was before it was social like, media was, like, such a big deal, too. Yeah, like, Instagram wasn't even around, I don't think. No, um, I don't think so. Twitter was really big. I actually got a lot of clients on Twitter. Oh, wow. I mean, I made a lot of connections on Twitter, and then, like, they referred me, like, connections to bloggers, or, um, like, I connected with Meg from A Practical Wedding on Twitter back then, and then I designed her book launch party here in the city. Oh, cool. Um, so that got my name out there. So making all those connections early on really helped you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say, like, early on networking. That's cool. So I was... um. So you are a wedding designer and I think people, maybe you can explain sort of the difference of what we're talking about today is like, what is the difference between a wedding planner and a wedding designer? I think people get confused as to what a designer really does. Right. So my company only does wedding design and flower design, which means that we concentrate on anything that is visual at the wedding mm-hmm. um, or anything that like creates a feeling in the room. So the stationery, the flowers, the lighting, the rentals, um, the tablescapes, but we don't do anything logistical or budget related. Um, so we don't do the whole wedding budget. We don't do the timeline. We don't do hotel blocks or transportation or transportation (laughs) or like catering tastings or anything like that. So we only, we only do the visual aspects of the wedding over only just like dropping a flower arrangement on the table. So we'll design the whole table instead of just showing up and plopping a centerpiece down. I see. Oh, okay. So you design like the like the whole ambiance like of the the wedding, right? Right. Like we do all the stationery in house, the invitations, and the save the dates. Oh, cool! And I didn't know that. Yeah, and we you just help people bring like their vision to life, right? Mm-hmm. So, do you work with the planner, or are you just working with the couple directly? I would say the majority of our event design couples don't have a planner. Okay. 
they are normally getting married at venues that are all-inclusive mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which means that they're having their ceremony and their reception at the venue and sometimes also the catering comes through the venue oh. so the the need for like logistical needs are low there right because everything's in-house right and even if they're getting ready at the venue you know, it's like everything there. No one has to worry about busing guests around or getting from the church to the reception. Yeah, um, that's awesome. You just walk in and just do your thing. Yeah, so a lot of my clients don't have planners. And then, I mean, some of them, some of them do have planners too. Yeah, so what, is, so what is that like? Like, um, I think for like wedding photographers, like what? Does working with a designer and or like a wedding planner affect the affect the photographer? Like how do you I don't know, like sort of what is your experience with that? Does that affect like how we work with you guys? You mean if there's a designer and a planner? Yeah, I feel like if somebody has a vision, like the planner has a vision and then you have a vision, like how would you sort of navigate that? The weddings that I've done event design for that have planners, they're with planners that don't offer design. Okay. So there are some planners that offer design. Um, and we've worked with those planners before, but we weren't the event designer on those weddings. Like we just did the flowers. Um, but there are some planners that don't do design um so then they would bring us in as the as the event designers for the wedding um I mean I think it's important for everyone just to keep like an open lines of communication yeah and like don't be shy to just be like are you doing this or is a designer doing this like just ask Mm -hmm. so it's not like weird and awkward right um but yeah, that that is definitely one of the benefits of having both is that you always have someone on logistics, but then you know that the whole event's going to look really good. Right, yeah, which is nice. <laughs> I, I always like when they have a designer because you just know that it's going to be super pretty or like it's just going to be stylized in a certain way that you can, um, you know, it's it's fun to take pretty pictures there. <laughs> Right. I would say there's a lot, probably more things for you to take photos of. Yeah. Because it won't just be barren or it just won't be like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's always like a little bit more excitement with the details or the styling or the flowers when there's like more people involved working on it. So it's always, I always love walking into the reception room and being like, oh, this is beautiful or getting sort of inspiration beforehand from the planner or the the stylist and designer like it's it's really great it's fun for me it makes it even more fun (laughs) yeah I mean I always send like our final design decks to the photographer just so they know what they're seeing what they're going to see before they get there um and also so they know I actually kind of tell them hi your client you know paid me $30,000 to make this look like this. So here's their design deck. Right. 
and they're going to need pictures of the stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't like, it's not it. even for me. It's just like, if you don't know that there's, I don't know, the favors are like a nod to the bride's dad who passed away or something. I mean, how would you know that? Right. Yeah. Unless someone tells you and then you never don't get a photo of it because you didn't know it was important. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, so, I usually ask yeah. a couple, I have uh, questionnaires that I send them, and I always mm-hmm. ask sort of for special details. I'm like, do you have any special details that you want photographed? So I, I make sure that I get it. And that would definitely be one of the things that yeah. hope, that hopefully they would tell you. But, you know, sometimes, right. sometimes people forget. So it'd be not, it's nice that you tell them that. Yeah, or just to kind of, like, get an idea of the feeling of the wedding. Right. Before you get there, I think it's is helpful yeah no I love that it's good so like on the wedding day do you help the photographer or would you help the photographer style the details sometimes if it depends on the timeline of the wedding Mm -hmm. day which I'm sure you know I mean some photographers want to shoot all the details like in the getting ready room Mm -hmm. because it's like how many photos are you taking a pair of makeup right um or that's normally the time of the day, like with the best light, especially for a winter wedding or a fall wedding, that it's like after four o'clock, you're done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if they shoot the details like at the reception space, then we can help them style them if they want. Um, I mean, obviously, it takes a lot of time out of the photographer's schedule to style things yourselves right um so we do style things a lot because then you can be shooting something else and then we can spend the 20 minutes styling the vacations and you know just laying everything out like in a row um maybe not so much their rings we don't really get but or their jewelry or their shoes but anything that we've designed ourselves and we try to work with a photographer to figure out a time in the schedule before the reception when we can or like before they're busy doing portraits or family photos um to help them like style things out oh that's so nice yeah I think for me like I always ask my couples for the invitations in advance Uh so they'll send them to me hopefully like two months before or they even send me a copy when they mail them all out, which I always love. I'm like, I'm a guest. Mm-hmm. No, I'm really working. <laughs> um, and then I always like will pre-style before the day, uh, before the wedding. So I have um, like a map on my phone, like what I'm going to do. So because paper, right. cause I feel like paper just, it takes forever. You know, like it's just so yeah. hard to make it look good. That be, I like going in there and spending like 10 minutes on the paper and moving on. Because I, I mean, I could literally spend like an hour doing a suite. Right. It would, yeah, it's just to find the right combination. So yeah, I think if you can help guide a photographer, be like, well, this is kind of what we were thinking, and then see what they do after it. Because sometimes people don't like that, you know. But I think it's always helpful to have another eye, like to help you style things, which is which is you know really for the couple, like so they can cherish and remember their wedding invites mm-hmm. visually. Do you ever do you ever bring props or like um, do you give them notes in advance, sort of like this is what we're thinking? Yeah, we do that sometimes, or, I mean, I, sometimes I have, like, a few extra flowers I can use as props and, like, backgrounds, but definitely, um, sometimes for paper, we'll, like, we'll shoot it at the wedding, and then 
sometimes we'll shoot it again. Right. Like either said- later or like, yeah, like you do, like I'll send the photographer um, a suite and then like send them the design deck so they can see how it should be styled to like match the rest of the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. And your style is very, like, how would you describe your style? Because you definitely have a look and I think your couples really uh, obviously gravitate towards that. I would say they always want things that are different. Um, If the things we actually do are different or not is up to debate, (laughs) but they think they're different. Right. So I always try to take what they think is different and then like actually put a spin on it that I haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. Like they like to do things kind of like weird and unconventional. Um, Like we did a wedding that's going to be in the not magazine I think like next issue that was a rainbow wedding so like literally the whole entire wedding was rainbows oh wow um like literal rainbows (laughs) (laughs) so wait is this the wedding with with the balloons everywhere that were rainbow um yeah is this with Leah yeah 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 oh okay so Leah was on this podcast too so we're all friends oh great (laughs) yeah we did a rainbow wedding Last year I did a wedding with a couple that like really loved um, like those mythical like board games and like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. Yeah. So like we incorporated a lot of those elements from the games like into the design. Um, So just like really like quirky and fun and like personalized kind of unconventional events yeah I love that that's awesome everything is always different which is cool yeah because sometimes you go into a wedding like all right blush like for me it's like a lot of this like my brides they like the blush or they like the lights and stuff like Mm -hmm. that which I love too but sometimes when I go into a wedding and they've got everything like kind of almost dark or, you know, with, like, navy, or I don't know. It's just, like, different, mm-hmm. like, bright colors. I'm like, oh, this is a good change. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've definitely done my, you know, a good amount of weddings this year that are like, <coughs> we just want greens and white. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. So we'll do a different spin on it, like, use some really cool table linens or <clears throat> use some, like, weird white flowers that aren't like your traditional flowers. We're just trying to do something different. Yeah, I love that. That's interesting. It's cool. So let's talk about like helping like a wedding photographer. Like what yeah. would be like your three tips for working with a wedding designer? I would say from my past experience, be in contact with them the like before the wedding. Mm-hmm. Now that I think of it, I don't think I've ever had a photographer like reach out to me first before oh. the wedding. Like I'm always the person that reaches out to them. Mm-hmm. Um, what so about? I would say like ask the you know like ask the client if they have if they hired a wedding designer and just you know like be in contact with that person about what the day is going to look like. What details are important? Yeah. 
sort of take the initiative and just say hi. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. A lot of wedding planners have said that too. Like they reach out or they would, if you reach out there, they would like that too. So yeah, I think communication is definitely is a great, is a great tip. Yeah. Um, what about for say, uh, what, sorry, what about um, for submissions? Like, do you have, like, I always feel like that is a touchy subject maybe for some people. Like, do you have any like tips for submissions for wedding planners? Who's touchy about it? Well, I feel like sometimes people want to submit something and you're like, well, you're not sure if it's going to get picked up and you don't want to be, you know, hot, you know, give bad news to the couple or bad news to the planner or designer or, you know, sometimes it's like all the stars didn't align or, or they have high, they're like, Oh, we're going to do it for this publication. And you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. we we can try it. But I don't know. I've been doing this a long time. So I can kind of see where, where, what wedding is going to fit best at what publication. So I, yeah, yeah, just sort of a more honest, like, I don't know, realistic sort of expectations of where it may or may not get picked up. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we're first working for the couple. Yeah. Obviously. And then second, ask them if they actually want their wedding to like be on the internet. And if they do, and then if they have a wedding designer then I would say the photographer and the wedding designer or the wedding planner need to work together to make sure you're, we're getting the shots that whatever publication we think it's going to fit into are sufficient enough for the submission. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, like after the fact, you can't be like, Oh, I really wanted my wedding to be in. I don't know. Like Martha, and you're like, well, which doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> right? Yeah, I want it to be online and Vogue, right? Well, you should have told me that before, right? Yeah. So I think we just have to ask the clients. Do you like? Do they want? Like, I've had clients who are like, "Oh, I need my wedding to be in brides." I'm like, <laughs> okay. Like I had a wedding last year. Oh, I had a wedding this year in June. And she's like, oh, I need my wedding to be in brides. Oh, that's fine. I was like, okay. So then we work with a photographer and say, like, look, she really wants her wedding to be in brides. We have to get, like, these shots. You know, you have to get the shot of the bouquet like this. Right. You know, her holding it, you know, vertical. You have to get, like, the shot of the invitations like this. Just, like, make sure that those shots are in the shot list for the day. Right, yeah. Or keep a, um, keep a mental note of it. Right. Just because the bride or the groom really want their wedding. To be featured. Yeah. I th- to I've be had, online. Yeah. I've had couples say that to me, like, during the wedding. Like, as we're taking pictures, like, this better be on Sound Me Pretty. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm going to do my best. You know, <laughs> it's just. Sometimes you just like the expectations, like if it's a beautiful wedding, I'm always like, oh yeah, this is like a no brainer. But sometimes yeah. if it's not, it's like, well, you know, it is hard to get online. They they are picky. <laughs> or like even in the beginning process when like either of us first meet with the couple and if they really are expressing a need to have their wedding online, just like make sure as we go through the process 
are, is your escort card table going to be like extra special? Right. Yeah. Are you doing like a personalized welcome bag? Um, like, will you have these details ready for me to shoot on the day of the wedding? Or are you hiring a wedding designer to make sure that you have all these details? I mean, a hundred percent of the time, the couple like already has their photographer, like when they've hired me, mm-hmm. um, If photographers would say, hey, I really think you need to hire a wedding designer because you sent me this Pinterest board of all this stuff on here that you like, that your wedding, you know, is going to look like, but I don't know who's doing all these things for you. Right. Yeah. Like, I think that's also good for the photographer to say to the client, because sometimes, you know, if the, if the client doesn't have a wedding planner it definitely falls on like our shoulders a lot and it's like not, it's really unfair, but it does happen. And for me, it's like, I'm not your planner, but you know, I will make a timeline and I will say, this is how to get the best photos and like have all your details ready. But I think if it gets to the point where it's like getting to be so much like recommending a wedding designer is actually like a great recommendation. Cause right. you know, it's, yeah, it's only so yeah. much you can do. Yeah, and it also benefits the photographer because then the wedding is going to look more robust. Right. You're going to have a lot more things to photograph. It's going to look a lot more beautiful and, like, intentional and thought out. And you're going to have a better chance of getting the wedding published. Right. If it has all those special details, if that is, you know, something important to your photography business. Right. Yeah, and to the couple. Like, I've had a couple, yeah, like, so couples have said, like, I want to be featured or I definitely have asked my couples, like, after I've delivered their gallery, I'm like, your wedding turned out so beautiful. Everything was gorgeous. Like, I'd love to submit it. You know, what are your thoughts? And, and like, really, like, 100% of the time, they're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. So I think, you know, asking them and talking to them before and after is, like, very important. Yeah. So any, like, one more tip? Anything else you can share? You have any, okay. Well, what about pet peeves? Let's talk about something that annoys you. <laughs> um, all right. I could go on rants forever. <laughs> Let's do one pet peeve. I mean, I don't want to make the whole photography community come against me because you guys get – there's drama oh, in yeah, there's photography drama. Facebook groups. Oh, that's why I stay out of those things. That I've seen screenshots of before. Oh, no. And, that's like, terrible. There is – you know, there's opinion to be had in the photography business, which I get. Oh, that's so funny. Um, yeah, I do my best to stay out of those things because they're just so, it just wear, it just wears you down, you know? They just wear you down. And people think one way about, oh, you shouldn't give the vendors the images for free. Uh, you should charge them because they're your work. And the people are like, no, you should give the images for free because that's how you get work and you make connections and you're just like, fighting back and forth fighting back and forth it's like oh my gosh like okay if there's a if I've ever worked with a photographer and I said oh hi can I have these photos and they're like it's gonna be this much money like I'm literally never working with you again right yeah like I'm not recommending you to my couples and I'm not if you're the photographer like of my couple's wedding I will tell them ahead of time like hi, bride, we're best friends. You're going to have to send me the photos because your <laughs> photographer isn't going to give them to me. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, I think like personally for me and I think people listening, you know, everybody has their own opinion, but I've always come from the place of if you work with vendors and you had a good experience and it was a great wedding and you want to work with those people more, the biggest asset you can give them is your photography, right? Because they'll use them online. They'll put them in their portfolio on their website. Obviously you want to make sure you get credited and they tag you correctly and all all the vendors really. But if you hold them back from people and say, you have to pay me or no, I'm not sharing just what you said. Like they're not going to work with you again. Like you, you are, what does that say? You're, you're biting your nose despite your face. Like you are, you are killing that lead um, for the future when you, when you don't share the photos, like you, I really feel strongly about this because I feel like, you know, you and I have been doing this a long time and I've, you know, we've both cultivated relationships with other vendors and, you know, half, I would say maybe like a third of my weddings come from wedding vendors, you know, referrals. So I think, you know, I think it's really important like for you to say that and people to hear it. They're like, that's, that's how people feel. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm not, Like, I, not to be a dick, but, like, if someone said that to me, I would just go around your back and ask the couple for the photos. Right, yeah. And then they'd send them to me, and I'd have them. Right. And then you share them, and the photographer's like, what the hell? And then you've gotten into, like, a little fight. I'm sure that's why you've seen <laughs> stuff online. This like, hasn't ever happened to me in real life, but I'm saying if it did. Right, yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah. But um, I, will, I will say that in some cases, like, there are, for the photographer, and I will say this for myself, like, there are just some venues, like, that are mean to you, and, like, you just don't want to work at again, and when they ask oh, you... yeah, same. Yeah, when they, when oh, they ask you for pictures, you're like, never heard of you. Mm-mm. <laughs> I don't, don't come. Oh, yeah, same. Or you just send, I would, yeah, there's venues that I work with, and, like, everyone there is mean. Right. So, I guess if I was a photographer, and they were like, I'd send them, like, three photos. <laughs> Low res, right, you know? Exactly. Like, here. Yeah, you really. You didn't specify high res. You didn't, you know. <laughs> yeah, you can just annoy them. Like, Here you go. They're all like pixelated. Like, enjoy. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I know that pe- photographers are worried. Oh, they're not going to credit me. Blah blah blah. So it's like if someone puts your photo and doesn't credit you, just write them a kind Instagram DM. Like it's happened to me before, where like I posted stuff and I've either like. I have the photos in my Dropbox, but I seriously cannot figure out who the photographer was. Or I, like, honestly forget. Mm-hmm. To, and then the photographer would DM me and be like, oh, hey, we worked on this. Fine, then I'll edit it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I'm sorry I forgot. But I mean, yeah. people, people, your everyone's work is going to be everywhere without credit, and that's just the world. Right. You just have to get comfortable with it. Yeah, I think you just it's have like, to, if you see it, just ask them, or, you know, I, what I do is, like, not really passive-aggressive, but a little bit passive-aggressive, where I'll just write a comment, like, oh, thanks for sharing, and I'll leave, like, a little a, a camera emoji, and I'll put my Brooklyn view, and, like, yeah. and then they go back, and they retag it. Sure. Yeah, you know, I feel like fine. you could just be, you could just say something, but if it's, if it's someone you've actually worked with, and you know, I think sliding into their DMs, and being like, hey, girl. Can you tag me? Because that's happened to me, like, especially with hair and makeup. Like, I can never remember the hair oh, and makeup. Yeah, I know that's really hard, and I don't mean to be mean about it, but it's I like. Know. I know. I never. You just have to make a list somewhere, be organized about it. I know. Maybe that should be our goal. Make lists. 
yeah. of everybody. Because I try to keep all like the hashtags together, but maybe I'll do, maybe that's a good tip to keep a list, a running list of all the vendors for the wedding. And it's like, how many times have photographers posted stuff like from weddings and didn't tag me in the flowers? Right. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I don't own copyright of a bouquet, but like you own copyright of the photo. Right. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a good tip. But like, you, it yeah. goes both ways. Right. Totally. Oh, yeah. Just I think, be cool about the photos. Yeah, I think you, you know, should definitely. Just be friendly to work with. Right. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like, if, you, if you're a jerk, <laughs> they're not going to recommend you either. Right. Yeah. You got to be nice. I always say that, too. I, I forgot what um, interview it was, but I said uh, on the podcast, I was like, you got to be nice. Like, that's, you know, one of my biggest um, sort of, uh, my biggest advice for people is, like, if you're nice, and people like working with you. They're going to keep working with you. So, you know, if you're, when you're a kick-ass, you know, like wedding designer, people are like, yeah, Michelle's the best. Like, you're going to love working with her. And that's, and that's how you get more work. So Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, but this has been great. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I, I'm so happy I finally had you on. Yay. Yeah, this was fun. I could <laughs> talk about this forever I know I know but you know it's just uh it's so great to hear like a different perspective and definitely your advice I hope everyone listening you know picked up a tip or two so let's tell everybody how they can find out more about you your services and say hello online so tell tell us like how they can find you um sure so my website is michelleedgemont.com and you can find me on Instagram at, at M Edgemont Design. Uh, that's pretty much the two places that I'm at. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna most put... often. I mean, you know, I'm on Twitter a lot now too. Oh, I'm really? Getting back into Twitter. Oh, that's interesting. Mostly because I just go on there for like political rants. Oh but... no. <laughs> Are you fi- Are you fighting with kinda... POTUS? I should be. I should be. That's so funny. So what is your Twitter handle? It's the same. It's M Edgemont Design. Oh, okay. I think Twitter is coming back. All right. I'm putting it out there. Okay. Let's, uh, well, let's mark (laughs) it People are going to think I'm crazy. (laughs) All right. We'll see you in a year if Twitter's back. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to put all this information in the show notes so you guys can reach out to Michelle and find out more about her and um, give her a hello and maybe hire her for your wedding. So thank you for being here, Michelle. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Brooklyn View Photography, and I'm so excited to have you guys here. Tea with Janae is where we talk about all things related to wedding photography and working inside the wedding industry, one cup of tea at a time. I want to start off by saying thank you so much for being here. This year has been incredible and I can't believe we're already 11 episodes in to Tea with Janae. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support, your kind words, your DMs, your texts, your emails about how much this podcast means to you and how much you've learned. That to me everything and makes me so happy. So I'm really excited for 2019 and what we've got in the queue coming up. Already have a bunch of people on the line um, 
just to help you guys and help you learn more and be the best wedding photographers and vendors that you can be. So thank you so much and I can't believe it's the new year. So today's episode, I'm really excited because we're chatting with one of my really good friends, Michelle Edgemont of Michelle Edgemont Design. We've been friends, I think we've tried to figure it out maybe six plus years. We've worked on several styled shoots, we did a book together, we've had a wedding and events and she is just so much fun to work with. Today we're talking about the difference between a wedding designer versus a wedding planner and I'm not sure if you guys even knew that there was a difference. So what we're going to talk about is how to best work with them during a wedding day and how to maximize their skills for you. Michelle Edgemont produces social and corporate events for clients looking for the unconventional details and a fun atmosphere. Her work is custom design, decor, event design, and she's her work has graced the pages of the New York Times, Martha Stewart Weddings, and The Knot. And again, we have a book together, Weddings in Color, that you guys can pick up on Amazon that she styled, and it's really, really beautiful. So if you like today's episode, and I hope you do, I would love, love, love for you to leave us a comment on whichever platform you're listening on. This will help new new listeners find us, and we'd really appreciate your kind words. If you love the podcast, and I hope you do, when you guys sign up for listener support, you are basically buying me a new cup of tea each month and help keep the podcast going, and I can't thank you enough. Be sure to visit us at www.twithjanae.com to read our latest blog post, join our newsletter, and our super fun Facebook group. If you guys have a topic or someone we should share a cup of tea with, please feel free to email me at info at brooklynview.com. I hope you enjoyed the show.